0: High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Time now to go all the way to Washington DC to greet my old friend Michael Graham. Michael, hello. Good morning to
1: you. Happy to be here in the land of the free, the home of the brave, and a place where if your child needs life-saving experimental medicine, you don't have to go hat in hand to the government and beg for permission to get it. So I'm on the correct side of the Atlantic, George. Thank you very much.
0: You are talking about Charlie Guard, 11 month old, on life support at one of the great children's hospitals of the world. He has severe brain damage. He can't move his arms. He can't Can't move his legs or open his eyes. Doctors say it's even not clear if he can feel pain. And you Americans want to produce some hokey pokey medicine and give the parents, these parents who are devastated,
1: false Mm -hmm. hope. Well, a couple of things, George, excuse me, I'm <clears throat> choked up by your, your passion and your declamation. We don't know the extent of the brain damage to the infant. That's a uh, key. We, so that's, you know, we just, we just don't know the ex- treatment is extremely experimental. It was experimental months ago when the uh, parents went to the government and said, please, please, please let us have this experimental treatment that's available right now. And it took the government so long for the bureaucrats to make a decision that the, the conclusion was, oh, sorry, it took too long. It's probably not going to work anymore. There's been too much brain damage. You can't have it. But I just wanted you to think of that for a second. Nobody's asking the government to pay for anything. No one's asking the government to guarantee anything. These poor parents have been in a position for months of begging the government for permission to try and help their baby, try and save their baby's life. And the government's answer is, well, we don't like it, so you can't do it. And that's why, George, uh, 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 even far-left liberals in the United States do not run on government-run health care.
0: No, be fair here. The doctors Mm -hmm. at Great Ormond Street have tried to tell these parents that the best thing, and this is a tragedy, And Mm -hmm. you're a parent and I'm a parent. Right. There but for the grace of God went to us all those years ago when Mm -hmm. we had babies, right? That's right. So both of us understand this. We get it. And we know the hope that runs deep. Maybe I can do something. But the doctors at Great Ormond Street are saying, and this is one of the great children's hospitals of the world. They are saying, look, this isn't going to work. We're trying to Mm -hmm. save you a further heartache. You've got to let go and let this child die.
1: Well, let's also be clear. They're not saying just let the child die. They're saying kill the child by pulling him off of the respirator. So that's, a once again, another slight turn of phrase that has ah, power. Uh, See, George White. there are still people who believe in this crazy, crazy notion of parents having rights and of the idea that a parent will care more about a child than any government stooge ever will. There are crazy people who believe that you should have the right to try something, particularly if you're willing to pay for it out of your own pocket. But that's what government healthcare comes down to it is about control and that's why so many of us are so horrified by the idea. because as you know george something else happens in great britain is on the other end of the age spectrum there's this treatment that could help my mom my dad they're older but maybe this treatment could you know keep them alive a couple more years But are those years really worth it? So as you know, George, the British system has a literally a formula that calculates the dollar value of your life continuing. And if you don't hit the right dollar value, ding, 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 I'm so sorry, time for the pillow over your face. And that is a, a system that is horrifying and awful and hideous and celebrated on the continent of Europe just as much as it is hated here in the United States.
0: All right, finally. I'm sure the parents are delighted to have Michael Graham on their side, but you pale into insignificance compared to the support from the Pope and President Trump. What do you think about that? I mean, I the, also Vatican, think- a while, the Vatican. Hold on, the Vatican says right. The Vatican Children's Hospital claimed that unpublished data could help. So, like, this is there isn't even data as to what the Vatican is proposing. Look, George, sitting are are probably the, proposing Mary Magdalene's hem, in which I have great faith, I might add. But
1: I'm not sure right, it's going to work right. with this child. I, I, I'm not sure. Nobody's sure anything. In fact, the parents themselves are very level-headed about this. They acknowledge there's about a 10% chance that this experimental treatment can work. They've got doctors who are backing them up. But, George, you have in front of you either a, a glass with medicine in it that has a 1 in 10 chance of saving your life or a pistol. To put a bullet in your head. Which one does any sane person reach for? But see, the government of Great Britain isn't sane. Because they know this isn't about a child. They could give a crap about this child. This is about the system. Keeping people in mind that your right to okay. health care goes through them and that you're only entitled to the health care right. that the government says okay. you have. But your... then again, George, you would know all this if uh, you were, you know, part, if you know, if got your information from modern technology. But you're the go down to the library and pick up the yeah. weekly magazine guy, Correct. which is why you're probably thrilled. I want to
0: tell you about libraries before you go off
1: another rant, Greg, Right. <laughs> I
0: gave you unparalleled freedom on the Charlie Gard issue. My parents both left school at 14. They were educated at the Cork City Library. I was taken to the Cork City Library to sign up for the children's library at seven. And as a result of that library, I'm able to... uh, Write an article because I know about full stops and commas and I'm able to run a a radio program because of what the library taught me. Therefore, I am over the moon, to use a great footballing phrase, that Boston is spending millions on upgrading its library. Congratulations, Michael. This uh, is great news.
1: $102 $102 million dollars to renovate Great. a bunch of obsolete buildings that serve no practical purpose in 2017. I also hear they're going to be updating their pay phone booths as well, George, and there's going to be a brand-new city-owned 8-track tape store so you can get your favorite Graham, country restaurants on 8-track come tape.
0: on. You know, this is your style. you know. This is why you're wasting your time in American radio. You <laughs> should be in Irish politics. Yet, yet, Get off the subject as fast as you possibly can the thing is let's look what you're opposed to you're opposed to books right so no (laughs) doubt in 1930 something you would have been out there with the brown shirts burning the Uh books right Right. secondly secondly you're opposed to writing Incredibly, (laughs) you're actually opposed to writing. No doubt, all you watch every night is Planet of the Apes, where only the gorillas speak (laughs) and the humans don't. You're you're a Luddite, Graham, of the worst possible kind.
1: I have to tell you, of all the things that I expected to come out of this conversation, George, me being called the Luddite is truly hilarious. Obviously your argument is that if the government doesn't provide books, there are no books. That's idiotic and the, the even crazier idea is that libraries have any connection whatsoever to people's access to books because absol- libraries are obsolete you want to help poor people have access to uh, written content give them all a kindle and send them home we don't need big buildings full of printed pieces of paper the latest technology of the 19th century we have the internet we, we have You can. I read I, I read uh, three or four uh, I'm exaggerating but I, I read at least a book a week. I read them all on my phone like the vast majority of people under 50 do no, already the on their phone or their tablet. No, the problem with you is the last
0: two books you got from the library, <laughs> you haven't colored in yet, and it's driving <laughs> you mad. Like, I, I can't remember the last book I got no, from the library.
1: stop. The, the,
0: you give somebody a Kindle, they have to buy the books. The point is they go to the library and they can they can get electronic books if they want to. But you're probably the only person who would sort of say, you know those Dead Sea Scrolls we found from two million years ago? We don't need them anymore. We can put them on a Kindle. Why don't we
1: burn up the Dead Sea Scrolls? You're a pain in got... butt grab. You've got the analogy wrong. I'm fine that the Dead Sea Scrolls were written 10,000 years ago. What bothers me is that you want to keep us in the scroll writing business today. There is no reason you can't give low-income people a Kindle and a monthly allowance of books. And by the way, I would love it if it were in fact the case that we were swarmed with uh, low-income families who were desperate to sit around and read uh, Jane Austen in their spare time. Of course, that's not what happens. What happens at libraries, people go there to sit around, surf porn, hang out with their friends, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, go to g- uh, gaming websites because this is what people, the reason why you're poor is because you don't have the initiative to get up and get the information <sighs> that you needed to uh, improve your economic fortunes in the first place. Graham,
0: you're, you're incredible. You're against the poor, you're against the unemployed, you're, the or, man, you know, you're against a, <laughs> like you just want a world of Republicans and, uh-huh. you know, who are all going around the place getting tax breaks from the president uh-huh. and are worth a fortune. Like right. the library like what's going to happen me in 15 months from now when I retire from radio and I'm all alone. Lovely Ingrid's gone off to play bridge or whatever she does right? So I can zip off down to the library. I can meet a few more old cronies who can't remember what day of the week it is and <laughs> we can read the daily paper and you want to deny me that. And then you want to deny poor people that option. You just, Uh, you're unbelievable. You're the most heartless person I have ever spoken to on this radio (laughs) program in the last 14 years.
1: Well, George, I love the idea that you're asking the taxpayers of Ireland to give you a place to hang around with because you can't make friends. Meanwhile, the rest of us will be at the pub, we'll be at the Starbucks, we'll be at the coffee shop, we'll be at the park, we'll be at our friend's house. We'll be doing what human beings have done always, which is getting along fine without uh, our neighbors being forced to pay for us to have to have a big obsolete building full of uh, filing cards in the Dewey Decimal System.
0: Now there's another shop down the road from you, from your old stomping ground in Boston. They're gonna ban pet shops. It's, this is this is b I'd be prepared I'd be prepared to close the library in a trade off for closing pet shops. <laughs>
1: I just want to point out to the fine news talk listeners, I read George's mind on my Kindle. I did not have to go to a library, in <laughs> fact, to do it. Um, so, yeah, so here's the deal. Across the country now, about 150 cities have made it illegal for people to sell dogs or cats unless they got them via rescue. In other words, you can't get them from a breeder, which is the normal way to buy a puppy or a kitten is through a breeder. But Cambridge, Massachusetts, is going one step further, they want to ban... All pets except fish. In other words, they want to liberate the guinea pigs and the rats and... (laughs) The lizards and the turtles, all to advance the cause of animal rights. The crime of selling a turtle, you know, shall be uh, ended in the uh, humanist yeah, e- era they, of the Cambridge
0: They should do all this. They should ban pet shops. So, I mean, why? They, because this little girl goes in. It's her tenth birthday. She says, Mommy, right. buy me a puppy." Mommy then right. buys a puppy. Nine-year-old suddenly discovers the puppies aren't actually like toys. You have to wash them and clean them and feed them and do all this. So exactly. eventually nine-year-old does nothing. Well, suddenly mommy has to look after <laughs> puppy. And then eventually puppy gets abandoned because puppy's too much work. And then puppy's <laughs> wandering around the streets looking for my ankle to bite. <laughs> and there are now dogs <laughs> passing messages amongst themselves. Look out for a hook. Bite yeah, Exactly. Him. And anyway, <laughs> furthermore, furthermore. Pachyderms should be banned from these pet shops as well.
1: Pachyderms, uh, I, I don't know of a lot of elephant sales going on in our uh, shops, well, but I will say, Georgia, if there's a, if there's any dog out there listening right now, free treats for Biting <laughs> Hook from Michael Graham. I will deliver. When I come visit Cork, I will come with a bag of doggy treats and All happily right. feed those dogs. Now, uh, it, it, I, get the parents to learn to tell their kids no right. rather than Helping. having the government make it illegal for you to sell right. a canary in a right. shop.
0: Okay. Fantastic news about uh, your president. He's up in the ratings after his stunning performance with President, jousting with uh, <laughs> President Putin. And he's also up in the ratings because he's got a really smart daughter. He sent her in to, to deal with, the, with Angela Merkel and all the other G20 nerds. And yeah, she blew was... him away.
1: As you know, George, I'm not a a Donald Trump fan, but man, the media are working as hard as they can to try to get me to like this guy with their ridiculously stupid over the top, you know, attack coverage of him. You know, he's he gives you plenty of things to legitimately criticize you don't need to go crazy because he allowed Ivanka Trump to sit in for him and me which now of course we know from Angela Merkel was you know everyone was cool with that uh, the the other thing over here George people were uh, talking about uh, he was in a meeting with Putin and they were trying to end the meeting and they sent Melania Trump in to end the meeting what does that president think i'm like what are you are you kidding me first of all as a married guy i always do whatever my wife says so the meeting would have been over Second, Secondly, as just a guy, I definitely do whatever Melania tells me to do. So I'd have been <laughs> hasta la vista. No, but, Putin, they, I they, they, go. Yeah,
0: but the main point is they can't. What is happening? It's not with you. It is Mm -hmm. with his support base. They are making his... They don't realize. They're actually making his support base stronger and stronger and stronger. Because everybody who voted for him is absolutely teed off as being described as a moron for voting Mm -hmm. for him. And so, in fact, the loony left liberal media is in fact doing what they don't want to do, which is fasten a second term for President Trump and on that note I will leave you to pet your comfort pachyderm which I know you have (laughs) in your back garden uh, in moments of stress I'll talk to you next week and coming up next you love we're going to give tax breaks to all our amateur athletes and I'm going to be talking to them and asking them what they think but for now it's goodbye and cheerio to Michael Graham
1: High Noon, with George Hook, thanks to ClaytonHotels.com, with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK.